podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Whistleblowers Daily, a brand new bite-sized show going out every weekday of the football season. Each episode will give you the football headlines and some concise opinion on each. I'm Mark Smith. These are your football headlines for Monday the 5th of September. Manchester United beat Arsenal 3-1 at Old Trafford to end the Gunners' perfect start to the season. Gabriel Martinelli thought he'd given the visitors the lead, but saw the goal ruled out for a foul in the build-up. New £90 million winger Anthony gave United the lead on his debut before Bukayo Saka equalised with half an hour left. A Marcus Rashford double settled the game. Brighton continued their excellent start to the season to pile more misery on Leicester City. The Seagulls ran out comfortable winners 5-2 at the Amex, despite Leicester going a goal up after one minute. The result increases the pressure on Fox's boss Brendan Rodgers. His side remained bottom of the table with one point from their opening six games. And the application of the VAR system has come under heavy scrutiny after a weekend of controversial decisions. The refereeing body, the PGMOL, has effectively admitted it got key decisions wrong on Saturday's games at Chelsea and Newcastle, while interventions at Brighton and Manchester United also drew criticism. Those are your headlines. Right then, let's start with United Arsenal. Uh, let's talk to Boyd Hilton from the Footballistically Arsenal podcast. Hi, this is Boyd Hilton on the Man United Arsenal match. Mixed feelings, really. Um, on the one hand, I think we played really well for most of the game, certainly after the uh, disallowed goal, the brilliant disallowed goal from Martinelli that was disallowed because of the not clear and obvious error by the referee, who then took about um, like a minute to watch the uh, the screen to decide whether it should be a foul or not in the build-up to that goal. Anyway, um, after that, we kind of dominated the game for long periods, played really good football, um, and Man United kind of scored with a couple of sucker punch uh, goals against the run of play, which is always quite devastating because um, when you play that well um, at Old Trafford and, and don't get anything from it, um, it's, uh, it's, it's a real shame. But um, on the plus side, we're still top of the league. Um, we've got, apart from Spurs coming up in, in October the 1st, I think we've got what should on paper be you know, a run of games that we should be able to win. Um, and best of all, we're just playing brilliant football, really. I think I think um, this is the best football I've seen as an Arsenal fan for at least 10 years. And um, you have to be happy in the, in the bigger picture with the way that Mikel Arteta is uh, managing and coaching the team. I was dubious about his triple substitution, but I think that's the only major coaching managerial mistake he's made this season so far. So we'll forgive him for that. Cheers. That was Boyd Hilton from the Footballistically Arsenal podcast, available on this very network. Check it out. Um, let's get a Manchester United perspective, shall we? Here is comedian, football writer for The Times and Manchester United supporter, George Lewis. Just walking back from the match now and I could not be happier with the way that that played out. An Anthony debut goal, perfect. But the fact that we won in the way that we did, we fought for it. It feels like forever since you've seen the United team fight for a game like that. And it's all the new players. It's all, it's all the players that he's brought in. Um, and I think the big decision came when... I think everyone expected him to take Rashford off. Uh, he's not really done much, but he left him on. It felt like he didn't want to knock his confidence. Left him on and did it pay off. Bloody hell. Oh, my God. I know that I'm going to sound like a deluded wanker saying this, but... It does feel like we're back. <laughs> it's going to haunt me, that. That was George Lewis. Thanks, George. Uh, let's move on. Brighton 
excellent performance yesterday against Leicester. They ran out 5-2 winners, went a goal down in the first minute, uh, and sort of going by form, Brighton have struggled when they've gone a goal down. Um, but they really pulled it out of the bag very quickly. They, they responded superbly well. They played well, I think, just generally. And, and I think we've I think we've all suspected that if Brighton were able to score a few goals, there'd be a big problem for a lot of teams in this division. Uh, well, yesterday they scored five. They should have had six. Alexis McAllister had a, a, a 25-yard rocket disallowed for a very, very slight offside in the build-up. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about VAR later on, so let's not get too bogged down in it now. Um, but yes, Brighton... Outstanding. Uh, I am a bit concerned about Leicester now. I mean, you have to be. They've got one point from six games. I'm not entirely sure what what we expected. It's very rare in this division that you're able to not make any signings and and continue to progress. There is no standing still in this division because everyone else is constantly improving and constantly trying to add to their squad. And if you just don't do anything... I know we saw it with Liverpool a couple of seasons ago where they made no major signings. And uh, and won the league, but you know that's a different that's a different proposition to Leicester, isn't it? Um, they let their best defender go for a lot of money, admittedly, but Rogers didn't have that money to spend. He's brought in a replacement. We don't know what he's going to be like, um, but he he seems like he's a bit defeated. Rogers, we saw the first signs of of. Uh, fans wanting Rogers out we saw some some I mean literally we saw some people with signs saying Rogers out but I don't, I don't know what, what they want I mean he's been a good manager for them he he is a good manager there's no doubt it's not long ago there were reports linking him to Manchester United jobs and Arsenal jobs uh, I don't know if Leicester can do better but maybe if he's lost the dressing room then then that's it that's an old cliche isn't it lose the dressing room I'm not always sure what that means but I don't know. Be careful what you wish for, I think. Um, if you want him gone, I don't know who you replace him with. Uh, but it feels like it's we're at least getting close to having that conversation <laughs> about about a new manager at Leicester. Um, well, watch this space. We'll be obviously reporting on it if anything should happen. Uh, but for the time being, just uh, they've just got to try and get back on with it, really. I... I Momentum is such a difficult thing to get in football and Leicester just don't have any of that at the moment. So, you know, their next game... Hang on, Leon, let's just cut cut so we can go straight to this bit so it sounds like I know what I'm talking about. Their games don't get much easier. They've got Aston Villa at home. That's a, that's a big one for both managers, I think. Uh, and then they travel to Spurs. So it's, it's a difficult couple of weeks coming up for them. Uh, yeah, let's see what happens. And the final story then, the VAR system coming under heavy scrutiny. Some atrocious decisions this weekend, really poor. Um, but let's talk to somebody who knows a bit more than me. Uh, here is Tom Rennie. He's a broadcaster, he's host of the Week in the Tackle podcast, and he's a West Ham fan, so no prizes for guessing, that he wasn't particularly thrilled with the VAR decision at the Chelsea-West Ham game on Saturday. It was a decision so bad that, even a day later, a couple of days later, I, I feel like something fundamental has changed when it comes to VAR in this country. There's no scenario it's a foul by Jared Bowen. Anyone watching that on television can see that Mendy dropped the ball, realised he'd fluffed it, pretended to be injured, the play went on, and Cornet scored. For Jared Gillett on VAR to even review it was a farce. For the referee then to go over and view it on TV, a farce. And when I watched it live, I thought, well, he's been sent over there. And I know that's usually bad news, but it's so obvious what's happened here. There's no way they 
are going to overturn this goal. And then they did. And I think if they can get that wrong so, so badly, then why are we doing it? Minimum interference, maximum benefit. Was there a clear and obvious error? No. Was that minimum interference? No. Did that give us maximum benefit? No. Mike Riley, I'm sorry to say his time is over. It should be over now, not in December. Jared Gillett shouldn't be allowed on VAR anytime soon. And Andy Madley, I'm not sure he's got the intestinal fortitude to be a referee. It's not about Chelsea. It's not about West Ham. There were several other diabolical calls across the weekend. But that particular one, it was so clear. There was no question of a foul. You won't find anyone of true heart and mind who thinks it was a foul. So to overturn it in that situation, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think that fundamentally broke a bond of trust between the supporters and those that implement the rules. And there must be change. There must be repercussions. And the fact they're going to accept they got it wrong and accept that they need to improve things and maybe apologize like they did to Chelsea with the Kukurea hair pull solves nothing. They've learned nothing. Things have to change now. That was Tom Rennie, broadcaster, West Ham fan and host of Week in the Tackle podcast. That's all we've got time for today. We'll be back same time tomorrow on Whistleblowers Daily. Sports Social Podcast Network.